0: Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology this podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational we will be having conversations with businesses professionals entrepreneurs community agencies and in all cases difference makers now let's get started with sweet talk
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Jason Metaldon, uh the Assistant Director at Continuing Education Workforce Training. Uh, I've got several people on the show today, but more importantly, I want to welcome back Paul. Paul, you're back on the show. Gary sat in for you here a couple, a couple times ago. He did a wonderful job. Made me Excellent. wonder why we're bringing Paul back, but no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Paul. Sorry. We missed you. We're glad you're on the show that was a dig i kind of look i i set you up for that i apologize.
2: yeah yeah i'm I'm, out of here
1: (laughs) okay don't do that we have uh, two other guests with us today um angie lyon and john hurt and um angie let's just jump into it angie uh oh no we can't jump into it paul we can't jump into it well because there's something important that has to happen i have to say Welcome. welcome. All right. And for those of you who know, when I say welcome, that means we're actually starting the 20-minute timer. So one of these days, we'll get this podcast down, and, and maybe we'll do a good job on here, Paul. Maybe I should be the one that leaves you, and Gary need to run the show. Yeah. Well, All right. The, uh, Gary never forgets that timer. He never does, and I always do. It's, I'm getting tired of that. All right. Sorry, Andy. Give us a little quick introduction on uh, who you are, and, uh, and good to see you today, by the way.
3: Thank you for having me. Uh, mm-hmm. My name is Angie Leon.
1: It's oh my goodness, I did it!
3: Don't <laughs> like lion, but that's okay. It's common uh, here at Idaho State. I manage the TAP Center, which is tutoring, academic support, and peer mentoring. Uh, it was formerly called the Resource Center, but we've changed the name and done some rebranding. And um, John is one of my is a student at ISU, and he is also a tutor for me. And I'm very excited to have you hear his story.
1: All right. And, and so, John, she kind of gave us your name, but and kind of what you do. But why don't you just say hello to our audience? And what else do you do besides be a student?
4: Uh, you know, I, I'm a father, a husband. I, I teach as well. But uh, I, I think I enjoy most just kind of getting through the, the end of this process of being a student.
1: Being a student well, thank you John thank you Angie for both in here and that kind of brings us to sort of uh, kind of the premise of this podcast, which is every student has a story. Angie, you not only work at the school but you are a student or have been a student well no you're still in your you're still in your master's program right so you are a full blown student so Angie, what is your story?
3: Well, uh, it started up in North Idaho and I am a non-traditional student. I came from a mother that was 16 years old and um, none, nobody in my family had went to college so I was the first person in my family to go to college. I went to North Idaho College and then um, graduated from there and then continued on and went to a surgical technology program at Boise State which was a CTE program which is career and technical education Graduated from that program, worked in the field as an, as an in the operating room for many years, and then became an educator um, at Boise State in 2010. And then eventually that became CWI and all the technical programs. And so then I worked at CWI for many years. And then I started to get, I got my bachelor's through Idaho State University and in um, workforce training and leadership. And now I am working on my master's in human resource development here at ISU, and I'll graduate in May. So right it's taking me a little bit longer than the average student, I'm what you would call, right now I'm a non-traditional, um, but uh, which is like what John is right now.
1: Right on. So. Uh, Andy, that's a condensed version of the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, sort of, you sort of ju- you sort of i mean obviously, and I appreciate that and and maybe and we'll probably talk a little bit more in detail as we get going on this, but um, there were more than just a few obstacles for you, I imagine to jump through to get to this point, yeah yeah.
3: Absolutely. that's one of the things that students face is all the barriers that the people telling them they can't or the student loans that they're going to have and there's a there's a cultural swing right now where college isn't uh, it's not worth it and you don't need to go to college and and while I believe we don't need to get in debt there's a lot of opportunities that people don't know about and we also education in Idaho is not that expensive and there's the What you can do with your degrees, or it doesn't even have to be a degree, it could be a certificate or a workforce development program, any type of uh, training or education is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about education. You could start with a nine-month certificate, get a job that pays more money, and then continue your education because sure. a lot of that, when you get a job, your job will actually help you with your continuing education. So, yeah, that's true about getting a skill set. When I talk about education, I'm not specifically saying everybody needs to have a PhD.
1: Correct. You know, and going back to that comment about debt, you know, um, yeah, we're we're not advocating people to go in debt, but I, I kind of think of the same thing that I kind of tell my own children. If you're going to go into debt, then you, you want to go into debt investing in the one thing that matters most, and that's yourself, right? Um, you know, the, you know, credit card or all those other debts to go on. But when you're going into debt to, and you're betting against yourself and, and the things you can do, to me that, that, that makes sense, right? Um, I'm betting, I'm going into debt, betting against myself that I'm gonna make this worthwhile and, and thing. And so um, I appreciate that, that point of view for sure. So John, you're a student too, and you've got a story. And, uh, and I know in your introduction, husband, father, uh, teacher, instructor, student, uh, so, you know, what, what is your story? I've taken, yeah, I've taken on
4: quite a bit here in the last, uh, almost four years. Uh, when I, when I decided to come back to school, I was kind of at that point where I think a lot of people get, um, I know I certainly did uh several times over uh, throughout my life with this kind of cycle where you reach up, you're reaching kind of a point where you just say, I wish I would go back to school and do something mm-hmm. more. Than what I'm doing now, uh, you get to you, but it keeps you kind of going there. Um, because you have a lot, people have a lot of self-doubt. I know I did. Um, just kind of self-doubt in the, in the ability to to do things, especially if you come from, like, I struggled a bit in high school, just kind of, uh, you know, really staying on top of things. And, and so I was afraid, Hey, you know, if I go to college, I probably won't succeed. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, like Angie had said, you get a lot of uh, people that come in and say, you know, you don't need a degree to do this. I know I wanted to be um, a business owner I to work with uh, other businesses, uh, specifically now uh, with accounting, um, which uh, uh, you do need some education for to be a public accountant, but definitely not for bookkeeping, uh, which is right. which is great for some people. Uh, but then... So that's that's where you kind of get that you get people that are on one side of the fence that say you don't need a degree to do some of those things, and then others that are like, hey, you should go get a degree. Uh, I I fortunately have um, my wife was very supportive at that yeah. point uh, back in 2017 in the summer that uh, she said, hey, you know, if that's what you want to do, you should do it, and that's uh, that's when I found Start.
1: Well, um, yeah, no, that that is I, I appreciate that story very much, and I want to go back to something you said though, John. It's, let me tell you what struck me. You, see, you you, you kind of, you know, you, you identify to a certain degree with all of us, right, where we get at those point in our lives where we are we come up against something, and then we say, well, gee, I wish I had, if I had more education, or if I had additional training, or if I had another skill, um, I'd, I'd be able to push through this, or to go that direction, Can, and, and Angie, I'm, I, and again, I'm assuming that's kind of true maybe for all of us, right, to a certain degree, right, that but as we have grown and gotten older and, and in our careers, we come up to those points where we're like, if I want to go to the next level, I need to add this. Or uh, what was it specifically? And I'll, I'll kind of toss it out to both of you. Um, what was it specific? Can you give me one example, give our audience one example of, OK, I hit this point, and I just knew I needed more. And, and what was it? Go so on, yeah. yeah. I, I could <laughs> take that. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind talking <laughs> on
4: that. Um, so, when I decided to return to school, I was a uh, manager for a C C-Store here in Pocatello. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the... I had some experience with with managing, but I didn't have a lot of understanding of some of the things we would talk about. So, specifically financial things and how to improve things in the store um, on, from different points of view. So, I... I of just had some things that I worked with and, and some things worked really well and some not so well, uh, which is kind of happens. Uh, but uh, again, I didn't have some of those additional things that I could have, that would have been beneficial for me to continue to move forward uh, with where I was at at the time. Mm-hmm. Fair
1: enough. Angie. And and so, and that was one field. Sure. Paul, I cut you off. Did you have
2: some? I just wondered if, if um, Angie had the same Uh, moment where she like just kind of like was going through life and then realized there's got to be more.
3: Well I I was kind of forced into it but it was something that I wanted. I had an intrinsic drive to I wanted to get a bachelor's degree. I knew that but when I became a teacher uh, in CTE there's an expectation that you get a bachelor's degree if you're going to be teaching in higher ed so um, that but there was also a little bit of a tuition stipend for there a lot of a tuition stipend that ISU, which is the only college that provides a tuition stipend for CTE educators. And so um, I was able to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree. And um, it's something that I had wanted because I had gotten an associate's degree and a technical certificate, but I kept hearing the voice in my head, which was from my high school counselor who told me that I wasn't smart enough to go to college. And for some people, that's a barrier. And for me, that's kind of a fuel to my fire. It uh, it add, it actually helps me in my motivation. And so when I heard that and I, when I would hear that, I was like, I can do this. And I knew that in high school, I did not apply myself at all. I, I mean, I barely sk- skirted out of there. And I've been on the dean's list my entire college career. And so um, that's not the truth. I just wasn't applying myself. And I had struggles in my home life that made me not be able to focus on my schoolwork and so just getting out of it was my plan and I didn't know what I was going to do but I think I think that are, there's a lot of students out there that that's the stuff they hear the voices of somebody a parent a counselor a teacher a coach tell them you're never going to make that you're never going to do this and I just want to say to those people that are that are out there, that there are people out here that will help you. We have tutoring, we have we have mentors, we have financial aid, we have scholarships. There's so many ways and people that are willing to help, and you got to find those people that are willing to support you and help you through it because they're here.
2: That brings me to a point now um, you said earlier, uh, John's a tutor. Is that yeah, correct? Absolutely. So, John, you came into the um, college program not knowing or – kind of wondering whether you'd be successful, and now you're actually helping other students succeed. How, is, how did that come about, and uh, when did you gain the confidence to go, I could do this? So
4: actually, a lot of that confidence came through the, uh, the START program. Um, so in my instance, or my case, uh, I've been out of high school for 23 years, so a lot of the, uh, you know, your, your math skills, Kind <laughs> of, they, they suffer, right? You, you lose a lot of that. <laughs> uh, communication <laughs> is still there, but your ability to write well is also uh, uh, has has kind of gone down over the years as well. And that was the greatest part of that program initially: getting in, and you they, they build back your your math skills and your English skills to be college ready. And in fact, in, in a lot of cases, for uh, many start students, uh, we come out with the ability to go even beyond a lot of those entry-level uh, early English classes, uh, because we are they, they they really work hard to prepare you um, yeah. for their students. And then secondary to that, they they build up your confidence, which I think is more important uh, with with the, or it's important to build that along with your skill. Um, just because you can have the knowledge of things, but if you don't have the college to actually implement it and put it to use, it doesn't do much for you, which is kind of what led me to want to give back. So giving back as I was a mentor for several semesters uh, for the START program, I've also tutored with the uh, TAP Center uh, for quite a bit of time as well. Uh, And then of course teaching with the college or uh, career
2: readiness program. now. do we uh, talk about what the, go ahead, Dan.
3: I wanted to just mention that all of this was free. The START program is free and tutoring is free. And yeah. did we grant money.
2: Okay. And did we mention what the start program is? Um, we didn't.
3: <laughs> so, 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 what is the
2: start program?
3: <laughs>
2: uh, Andy, could you go say that again?
3: John, do you want to tell about the start program what it is? So, you know, it's it was a little
4: bit different from my experience because I did a summer boot camp, which we focused mainly on English and math. Uh, but typically, you'll have they'll have a cohort that's in the fall semesters and the spring semesters that go along with the uh, school. So people get kind of used to how does school work and and attending classes on a couple days a week. Um, but they work on their their math skills. They work on their English skills. They work on their emotional intelligence, which has been huge this, these last few semesters. Um, they they work on motivation on building their strengths and looking at their kind of their they do SWOT analysis for themselves and, and how do they uh, take things as they come and, and change them to work for them. Uh, it, it's, it's a phenomenal program. Uh, so to get people ready. For, go ahead.
2: No, no. So, Oh, you were just about to say, you were just about to say to get people ready for a higher education,
4: the higher education, or even if it's just getting them to, um, in with, either through college, uh, college of technology, the the lower campus with academic degrees, uh, even if it's a certificate, just, it helps them get that kind of over that hurdle and into where they want to be and able to connect to resources. Uh, I mean, that's that's probably, that's another huge thing, just knowing through that program with how they help you learn to connect to resources. You build this network of people just support you all the way through no matter what choice you make for uh, for your future if you want to go to college or if you want to do a technical degree if you want to do a certificate whatever that may be and
2: yeah. then um if they decide to go that route they have tap as a support system within that um that uh, other educational choice is that correct angie
3: Yes, that's true. So the TAP Center, which is tutoring, academic support and peer mentoring, that is um, funded through grant Perkins Grants. The START program is through the, Catholic, the Albertsons Foundation. So that is donations. So um, basically they have support all the way through, but so they're getting all the they're creating the network that they need to be successful. And they are gaining self-esteem and confidence in themselves to learn that actually they can do the things that they didn't think that they could do or somebody else had told them that they couldn't do.
1: Right. Well, both of you guys kind of hit on a real strong point here, right, is that, you know, when you, when you make that change, when you decide, OK, I'm going to commit to do this, uh, first of all, there's always that initial uh, concern, apprehension, worry, uh, you know, what can I be successful with this? What happens if I fail? That type of thing. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, I kind of live by, believe that one mantra, you know, success breeds more success, right? Um, that doesn't mean that failure is, uh, you know, you're insulated from failure, but as you begin to have, be successful in some areas, that you learn how to be successful in other areas. But one of the keys that both of you mentioned was that support. Now, for you, John, you said your wife, uh, and family, well, obviously very supportive, right? Angie, what sure. did you, what did you, who supported you, or where did you find your support when you started making the change?
3: Oh, man, I have some amazing friends and family. Um, it started with um, my my boss that, well, she was my teacher at BSU, and she was a significant mentor in my life and built more confidence in me than I ever thought. I'd never be probably where I am today um, she is still a program chair at CWI and I've ended up working for, her. so I went through a program and then I ended up working mm-hmm. for her and with her for many years. And it was, it was traumatic to leave. Um, but I had her and I had, uh, friends and family and a husband that was very supportive. And so getting through that and then going through my, my bachelor's degree, um, my husband has been extremely supportive and helpful and just, you know, <laughs> telling me that I can do things that I don't think I can do, or sometimes don't feel like I want to do.
2: Right. You know, that, that kind of brings it, go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Oh, well, I was going to, you know, you both identify as uh non-traditional students. Um, and you know, I, I, I my first thought is non-traditional you're older, um, and you have families, uh, which is, you know. Uh, You know, not I don't want to say barrier, but it's uh, an additional challenge when you decide to go the uh, uh, higher educational route, because most traditional college students, they only have themselves to be concerned with. They don't have kids and bills and well, probably not as adult bills and all this other (laughs) stuff. So what kind of challenges are those and how and um, how do you overcome them or at least, uh, you know, kind of negate them a little bit while you, while you're trying to reach your goal.
3: For me, it's going part-time while I'm working full-time. Uh, and so those, and, and you have to say no to things that you'd want that everybody else is doing. There's times when I have to not go this last weekend. I didn't go to our son's, uh, mountain biking race at Grand Tarkey because I had homework to do. And it's not that I don't, I, that I put everything on hold, but I can't do as many things as I wanted, as I would like to do.
2: John?
4: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you, you definitely have to learn how to uh, manage your schedule and find the times when you can put in for, for your studies. And then if, if, if with me working during the day, uh, and then, of course, teaching some night classes definitely helps. Uh, they have a lot, of, a, a lot of opportunities on campus so that you can work in between classes, um, and to kind of help financially as far as that goes, uh, I, that's been probably the most important thing for me is, is having something where I didn't have to drive somewhere else to go to work. I could just stay here, be able to work, uh, and, and split those hours up between between classes. Excellent.
1: Yeah, it does become, you know, again, it's...
2: Uh-oh. Is that 20? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It always it always Uh, sneaks up on you. I know. No, I guess I was just gonna make just that real quick comment. You know, right? Is you know part of becoming that adult process and growing up is is being able to set those boundaries and be able to identify priorities and and to understand that you know uh, things require sacrifice, right? Um, Whether it's financially or with your own education. You know, I mean, me and my my personal health goals, you know what I mean that that uh, salted caramel ice cream just cannot exist in my freezer if I really want to uh, meet my health goals uh, you know and that that's a petty sacrifice I don't mean to to put out in the same category but but you know I mean that's that uh, and that's part of again uh, what you're talking about, right? is when we realize it's time to make that decision, we uh, not only learn new skills as far as like technical education training skills. But we develop those personal skills and those ability to to uh, challenge ourselves and to meet those challenges and to decide, you know, what we need to do to push push through. And I would say that in both of your guys' cases, obviously, you're, you're examples of that. So. so with that being said, uh, Angie, I know um, we, if there's someone out there listening to this podcast right now, and, and we hope there are. <laughs> How, how do those people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of uh, and they're saying, "I want to do this, I want to get started."
3: Well, they could just start start with student services here in the College of Technology. That okay. would be a great place to start because they have amazing advisors um if they're interested in the start program, that would be Charisse Brown
4: okay.
3: uh, once they get enrolled, then I can help them with tutoring and all of those kinds of things and I'm happy to speak with anybody. Uh, just if they, need, if they need a little bit of assistance or they just want to find their way, um, my, you, can, you can just Google College of Technology, ISU, and then you can click on TAP, tap Center and okay. find all my information on there.
1: Okay. So the student service section in the College of Technology at ISU. And, uh, and John, I don't know uh, if someone wanted to say, get a hold of you and say, John, I just want to have a conversation <laughs> or an email that says, how did you do it? Something your story truck struck me are you okay with uh we'll put if you're okay are you okay with someone reaching out to you are you okay with publishing your oh, sure okay yeah, absolutely yeah. all right well I tell you what we'll do John if you're okay and you send it with me I'll, I'll we, we can include an email in the description and people okay. can reach Sounds you it that way I don't want you to put your phone number out there a lot of weird things happen when you tell us your phone <laughs> right. number not at all <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a lot of weird stuff happens so, look, I want to thank you both for being on the show today, and I want to um, really encourage anyone that's listening that is kind of sitting in that spot going, "Ah man, I need something new, I need something different. Um, you know I, I've got to go down a new path. Um, you know, I think we have two great examples on the show today, and Angie, through your work, I know you're more than willing to help anyone get started on that so um, and so we just appreciate you guys sharing your story uh, with that being said, um will again Uh, If you want to reach uh, ISU or the uh, continuing education workforce training here at the College of Technology at ISU, uh, Paul put up the graphic. He's getting good at the show. So you can email us at cetrain.isu.edu. That is cetrain.isu.edu. You can also call us at 208. 282 3372. Did I get it
0: right? I got, you got it. it right. You First time
1: right. in two years, I've remembered the phone number. That's amazing. Uh, again, I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you very yes, much, thank Paul. You. Thanks for being on the show today. And uh, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you.
0: Continuing Education Workforce Training Suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience, actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website ctrain.isu.edu. That is cetrain.isu.edu, or call us at two zero eight two eight two. Three three seven two.